0: June 4th. We now turn our reading to the New Testament, and today we'll be looking into the book of Acts, chapter 2. The Spirit came, not because the believers prayed, but because the day of Pentecost had come, the day appointed for the birthday of the church. Luke 2 describes the birth of the Lord's physical body, and Acts 2, the birth of His spiritual body. Now the Spirit also filled the believers and empowered them for witness. He gave Peter insight into the Word and the ability to show men Christ in the Word. The Spirit used the witness of the church to convict the lost, just as Jesus said He would do. But the same Holy Spirit assisted the believers in their church fellowship. The original group was outnumbered by the new believers, but there was still harmony in the church family. They worshiped daily and witnessed daily, and the scripture says, the Lord added to the church daily. Is your experience with the Lord a daily one? Well, with that, let's begin our reading in the New Testament. June 4th, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 47. On the day of Pentecost, seven weeks after Jesus' resurrection, the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm in the skies above them, and it filled the house where they were meeting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Godly Jews from many nations were living in Jerusalem at that time. When they heard this sound, they came running to see what it was all about, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were beside themselves with wonder. How can this be? They exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking the languages of the lands where we were born. Here we are. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya toward Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabians, and we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. "'What can this mean?' they asked each other. But others in the crowd were mocking. "'They're drunk, that's all,' they said. Then Peter stepped forward with the eleven other apostles and shouted to the crowd, "'Listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. Some of you are saying these people are drunk. It isn't true. It's much too early for that.' People don't get drunk by nine o'clock in the morning. No, what you are seeing this morning was predicted centuries ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit upon all my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy and I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness, and the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day of the Lord arrives, and anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. People of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus of Nazareth, by doing wonderful miracles, wonders, and signs through him, as you well know. But you followed God's prearranged plan. With the help of lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to the cross and murdered him. However, God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life again, for death could not keep him in its grip. King David said this about him, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is filled with joy, and my mouth shouts his praises. My body rests in hope, for you will not leave my soul among the dead, or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You have shown me the way of life, and you will give me wonderful joy in your presence. Dear brothers, think about this. David wasn't referring to himself when he spoke these words I have quoted, For he died and was buried, and his tomb is still here among us. But he was a prophet, and he knew God had promised with an oath that one of David's own descendants would sit on David's throne as the Messiah. David was looking into the future and predicting the Messiah's resurrection. He was saying that the Messiah would not be left among the dead, and that his body would not rot in the grave. This prophecy was speaking of Jesus, whom God raised from the dead, and we all are witnesses of this. Now he sits on the throne of highest honor in heaven, at God's right hand. And the Father, as he had promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us, just as you see and hear today. For David himself never ascended into heaven, yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in honor at my right hand. Until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. So let it be clearly known by everyone in Israel that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified to be both Lord and Messiah. Peter's words convicted them deeply, and they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, Each of you must turn from your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you and to your children, and even to the Gentiles, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners, Save yourselves from this generation that has gone astray. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church, about 3,000 in all. They joined with the other believers and devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, sharing in the Lord's Supper and in prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together constantly and shared everything they had. They sold their possessions and shared the proceeds with those in need, they worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their group those who were being saved.
1: I want to talk to you for a few moments today about silent sermons. You ever been stuck in a loop of lies? You don't want to admit it. But some of your relationships went off track, not because of what was said in the relationship, but because of what was not said, what you started saying to yourself. It matters where you start with what you think about. And self is a very small sun for your life to orbit around. I don't think I'm going to figure out a solution if I start with myself. I need a new loop. Some of you came to church today, not just to hear a sermon, but to preach one to yourself. Why don't you start with your source and not with yourself? Every loop that starts with self ends in one of two places. and I want you to look for this in your life this week. It's either going to end in scarcity or shame. I wonder if you got a new loop and started with the source. Instead of starting with yourself, I wonder how the cycle would change. So I found out that I have a second self. I have the self that tells me everything that's wrong with me, and then I have this second self. It's not really even me. It's the Holy Spirit of God dwelling in me. I think that I need to let the God in me talk to the me in me. You'd be finishing the Devil's sermons in no time. He might start them, but you let grace finish them, because every failure he brings up is going to trigger within your mind a new loop to realize that grace is greater than my failure. Grace is greater… I don't know. Maybe you're going to live in a new loop. not the sermon that I preached to you that determines the course of your life. It's the sermon you preach to yourself. Accept what God says about you, reject everything else, and live your life under an open heaven.
0: Today we're reading Psalm 122, verses 1-9, through where it says, Let us go! Well, do you really rejoice when you have opportunity to go to God's house and worship Him? We today can travel easily to a place of worship, but the ancient Jews had to walk a pretty long distance. Yet the pilgrim was happy to go to God's house. And it says, Let us praise! How the people loved Jerusalem! It was a holy place because the temple was there, an honored place because David's throne was there, and a happy place because the tribes were there to celebrate the greatness and goodness of God. And then we'll see where it says, let us pray. Do you pray for the peace and prosperity of the people in your local house of God? Do you pray for God's people, Israel? See, there can be no peace in our world until the Prince of Peace rules His people and and there is peace in Jerusalem. Psalm 122, verses 1-9, through a song for the ascent to Jerusalem, a psalm of David. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. And now we are standing here inside your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a well-built city, knit together as a single unit. All the people of Israel, the Lord's people, Make their pilgrimage here. They come to give thanks to the name of the Lord, as the law requires. Here stand the thrones where judgment is given, the thrones of the dynasty of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May all who love this city prosper. O Jerusalem, may there be peace within your walls, and prosperity in your palaces. For the sake of my family and friends I will say, Peace be with you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek what is best for you, O Jerusalem. Proverbs 16, verses 19 and 20 It is better to live humbly with the poor than to share plunder with the proud. Those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be happy.